Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com 
where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest and friend, Dee Evans. My friend, what is happening in your world? How are you? Good. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you have me out. I'm excited to participate in this podcast. This is actually like my first real podcast. And you reached out to me at an event and inspired me to kind of get out there and get my story out there more. And I haven't done much of that. And so I'm super happy to be here and to be sharing it. Well, I'm pumped that you're here. Um, and here's the thing I think about when I come across incredible people. Um, it feels much like my moral imperative and really my mission to give them a platform and a space to share stories. I mean, obviously with this show, we've interviewed a lot of people. Um, but for me, it's about those people who stand out, who have been able to do the thing that is the crux of the show. And that's transform trauma to triumph tragedies into something beautiful. And, and I think you're a really beautiful case scenario of that. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yes. I, I do love how you say that because that is the truth. Like it is, and it's possible for everybody. So I'm, I'm the living testament of that now. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it is possible. And that's the thing where people get stuck. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But before we do, what is one experience of your life that I would need to know about you to know who you are? Um, I've had a lot of pivotal experiences. It's hard to name just one, but um, I think from birth, I'm hard of hearing. So I'm deaf in both ears and have hearing aids. And so it's given me a gift, but I never saw it always as a gift. It's always been something I kind of saw as something that was hard and a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until more recent years um, that I really was like, oh, this is a huge blessing because I'm able to interpret things a lot differently than others. So how was that in any capacity like a superpower for you? Oh, 100%. But I didn't recognize it as a superpower. Mm. It took a lot of different trials and things for me to actually be like, oh, this is this is the gift. I And now I see it as a superpower. I didn't always. For the longest time growing up, I had a lot of childhood trauma from it. It was hard for me. Um, I I felt like I didn't understand people in the world like others did. And I felt like I discluded in a way. And I talked funny. And I have and I still have. Um, a speech impediment and I get caught on it all the time. But um, I now I embrace that. And I'm like, that's what makes me unique. So. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, what's interesting is sometimes our uniqueness, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, is in the traumatic experiences that we've had. And it's in those moments and those experiences that can be the pivotal shifts in helping us create our life. But they also can destroy our lives. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's all about that perspective, that mind shift. Is like, how do you look at it? Um, and you might not look at it as a gift at the time you're going through it, but as long as you keep pushing through, then you start to see from the outside, oh, this is what this is meant for. So, 
Did you feel one of the things that I experienced coming from a traumatic background is just like this massive anger, like constantly, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, well, not obviously, I'm not deaf. I never had to deal with that, but I had to deal with, you know, the, the chaos of having a learning disability of my mother cutting my finger off when I was four years old, you know, mm -hmm. all of those things that come along with those experiences. And it's like, I was so mad, just angry at the world. Mm -hmm. As you were growing up, how did you handle that? I think my emotional home kind of resorted to um, introverted shyness and kind of closed off to everybody. Like, they don't understand me. Um, the emotional home that I lived in was probably more of, like, fear or sadness um, mm. that I wouldn't be understood um, or that I didn't fit in. Or, um, yeah, so I guess but mostly fear. Like, I lived in a little emotional home of fear growing up. Yeah. I think most of us do. Yeah. How do you how do you navigate that like as a kid? Like what was in your head? I didn't understand it as a child. Like and I in fact, I probably haven't even understood it till just more recently. Um I, I always looked at fear as this bad thing and this low vibrational energy, but it's fear is what um builds our character and fear is, and the pain is what connects us to others. So allowing us to have that pain is allowing us to be able to connect with somebody else. And had I not had that fear, I don't think there's a lot of people that I wouldn't have connected with that I did in childhood and now adulthood. Um, and so, yeah, to answer your question in a roundabout way, um, it's just helped me to see it now, but I didn't understand it then. Um, yeah, I didn't understand it then. Yeah. I, well, I, how can you? You yeah, know, you, I, I think that's the thing. Yeah. You continue to grow. Your brain continues to develop. I don't think we really know what we're going through as children unless someone was there to explain it to us. Um, and with my kid, I actually try to take the time to explain to him what the emotions are and like the colors and the chakras and what, what are you feeling? What are you understanding? Because I didn't have that. And I don't think and I love my parents. I just don't think they were um, emotionally aware. And that wasn't a thing at the time. It was just like live a good life. And there wasn't the dive into the emotions. That wasn't the struggle back then. So they didn't do a lot of teaching on um, what I'm specifically feeling and, and uh, just not being able to take care of me in that regard as a child to help me understand that. So I think um, I didn't understand as a child. And then when I got to an adult, I'm like, what am I feeling? And that's like where I started to become, started to get self-aware. I started asking myself the right questions to become aware of like, what am I feeling? What is this emotion? How do I interpret it? Where did it come from? Um, but I didn't do that um, until more recently. And I actually didn't do that until I hit my adulthood trauma, mm. um, which was like nearly devastating and, and broke me to the point um, where I was just ready to not exist anymore. Yeah, I, I resonate with a lot of that. And when I was in my mid-20s, as I've shared many times on this show, like I hit massive rock bottom and nothing seemed better to me than the possibility of not waking up tomorrow. Right. And one of the big reasons why I've put such an emphasis on this show and the content of Think Unbroken and all the things that we do is because I know what rock bottom feels like and I know what the other side looks like. Right. What was it as an adult that you faced? Um, I allowed myself, I did not take responsibility for my life and I, I allowed myself to put myself in a constant state of self-sabotage and negativity. And I like to think of it, I mean, we've also heard the study, maybe we haven't all heard the study, but there's a study out there that talks about water and the color of water. And they did a scientific study and they like, if you talk the, to the water so many times, 
negatively, it will actually start to change color and it, components will start to look a little dirtier and nastier versus um, if you start talking to it positively, it will get clearer. And so um, I wasn't really aware of how I was talking to myself, but so much of that had compiled to the point I was just in this darkness. And I had talked to myself so negatively for so long. I was in this darkness, in the space where I had no self-love. I had no love for myself at all. And, and, and that's what nearly broke me. It was my responsibility to be like, hey, this is how I'm seen. Despite all the external forces that were coming at me and the things that were happening around me, it was when I actually decided to take the responsibility to be like, no, this is the way I'm thinking. And I'm the only one that's in control of how I perceive life. Um, and that took a lot to realize. But um, when I started taking that in, then I realized I could start with baby steps to changing that. And I've seen, just like you, probably both sides of being in the negative state and the, and the hurt and the internal state of self-sabotage, but also being in a blissful state and knowing that your potential is limitless and that you are the greatest being and soulful being that there could be. Which, I mean, that's the, the question that I always think to myself is like, what does it take to give people that? And I just don't think, actually, I know you cannot create change in your life without that breakdown. Right. Because you're comfortable. Right. Because you're good. And sometimes even the breakdown, it, the, the negative self-talk, the beating yourself up, the destroying your life. Like, you go, this is my life. Mm -hmm. My life sucks. It's supposed to be this way. Right. And we convince ourselves that that's true. Right. And what I think is really unfortunate about that is there's so much potential in all of us. Yeah. How did you start to pull yourself through that? Was there a moment? Was there a pivotal moment where you were like, wait yeah. a second, I don't want this shit anymore? Yeah. Um, so my pivotal moment, I mean, I'm, we'll probably get a little heavy here, but um, I was at a place where I was so broken. I had been married and I had had a lot of devastation and betrayal in that. And I am that allowed me to kind of get in. Well, I'm not worth it. I'm not lovable. I'm not. And I was in this place. Um, and one night I was in so deep. And if you've been in a dark place where it feels like nearly impossible to pull yourself out, um, you have to recognize that there is a 100% higher power, universal power, God, whatever you believe in, um, that sees you and sees your potential, your higher self. Um, it could be even be your higher self and your intuition. It's like, no, this isn't right. Like, I got to stop this. Um, because when you allow yourself to continue to get in that dark space, it, it can nearly break you. And so I was in this space where um, I, it was a pivotal moment for me. I, I was laying in the bathtub and I was just trying to calm myself because I was like, I feel so hurt and I feel so heavy and I don't even know what direction to go. And I feel like I'm not going to be here anymore. And I really, in that moment, was so dark that I wanted to slip under the water and basically drown myself. And so I, um, it, it was really hard. It's, it's, it might, I mean, my higher self, my God was like, no, this is not happening. So there was that resistance there. And honestly, that's what saved me. Hard to explain because everybody has their own personal journey. Um, but that's what saved me. And that moment of brokenness I realized that I was in so deep and I realized that like, this isn't who I am. Like, I'm a mother, I'm a friend. And I started getting these thoughts that weren't mine. Um, and so I know it was from, I believe in God. I know it was from my God, um, our greater source that started trying to feed those into me because um, he knew that if I didn't get some kind of positivity, that I, that was going to be the end for me. 
Um, and so when I started to feel and see those things that I'm like, I am a mother, I am these things. And I'm like, why am I in this place where I don't see the beauty of the world around me? I don't see the beauty of life, of the people that love me, that are here for me. And I, I've isolated myself to this lonely, hard place. And that moment it clicked. I'm like, I am responsible. Like, and I don't know how I got this or what I got it, but my mess is now my message or my, yeah, my mess becomes my message. I'm, I, my, I talk about responsibility and responsibility is your ability to respond. So when your intuition or when your higher uh, power is speaking to you, it's, you have the ability to respond to that. And the choice is yours. So whether you decide to do it or not, that's up to you, but you're in control. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, I can respond to this in a, in a positive way. So I pulled myself out of the bath and um, I just sat there crying and I felt this all-encompassing love for myself and I felt the light that I am and the potential that I have. And I was like, I have to do something about this. And I know I'm not in a place right now, a mental or emotional place to even be right in my head, but I'm like, what's like one thing that can help me? And um, I started with this, um, actually, it's called Healing Through Christ. It's an addiction workbook that someone had given me. And they handed it to me and said, hey, I really think you should work on this workbook. And I was always like, well, I'm not the one with the addiction, so I don't want to deal with it. Um, but uh, that was my first action step is I was like, someone gave me that Healing Through Christ workbook, and I'm going to go open it. And the minute I opened that and looked into step one, that's where my journey really started. Um, I kind of went through that whole book and then I started, I was learning so much and it was bringing so much light and joy to my life that I started compounding on that. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to go get a self-help book. And, um, and then I jumped into a uh, Vex King and he's a very much a self-help ultimate love guru of positivity and light. And, um, I started reading his good vibes, good life book. And like these little things started shifting my mentality and I started journaling and I, in fact, I can actually go back to my first journal because I was journaling during the time of hurt too. Um, not as much uh, as I do now, but I was journaling and you read my journal entries and it's devastating. It, it's like, it's like someone, it's not even me writing. I'm like, this isn't me. Um, and it's sad to see the same cycle over and over and over again. And then you see this shift and you're like, someone else is writing this book. These are two different books. There's a book of worry, fear, shame, guilt, hurt. Um, negativity, not enough, worrisome, trying to save somebody else versus the book that you read now is like all basically positive affirmations. It's just like, oh, I see myself. I am a light. I am. I have this potential. Um, I, I get to choose. I have the, the ability to respond to my life. I, I can take action on my own internal um, wellness. And so my mission became internal wellness to external results. Because I really do believe you can, it has to start within. You have to believe in yourself and you have to start feeding yourself just like that water for it to start to clear up and for you to start to become a light. And when I put two pictures side by side when, the per, when I was the person in that depth place, which I love that person because it built my character and that pain now connects me to others. I'm so much able to empathize and understand others because of that pain. Um, so now I have that and the person I am now and I put those two to side by side and you can just see the light you mm -hmm. can just see it's drawn into because of the work that I put in um, but it's possible for everybody and, and their story might not be a pivotal moment where those thoughts start feeding in but it might be a person or it might be um, a a just a walk in nature like it could be it might be their own intuition it might be higher power it might be a thought of 
a pet or an animal or loved one or whatever. But those kind of things, your intuition is constantly feeding those in and your higher power is constantly feeding those in. It's what, what do you decide to listen to? Um, because that's really where you're going to get the best results. Yeah. That's kind of, and a little bit into the, what I Well, and about. thank you for sharing that. And, you know, the first thought that came to mind for me was you picking up that book about addiction and it's like, What's so fascinating, there, there are these moments in which someone gives us something because they see something in us that we don't want to acknowledge. Um, I had a, a roommate's girlfriend, this is, I was 20 years old, so a very long time ago, yeah. give me a copy of Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you should read this book. And I threw it in the trash can. Because it was like offensive. Because I was like, yeah. how dare you? <laughs> who do you think, who the f- do you think you are you're gonna tell me what to do yeah and so now here you are in this moment where like here's this book about addiction and your brain says i'm I'm not an addict but it's like my ego was very much so there one of the best things david Meltzer's ever taught me in our in my entire life in my work with him and i love him dearly is that our egos will always find a way to be offended yeah and yep (laughs) and in that moment you might not have been addicted to drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. or whatever but you are addicted to pain yep you're addicted 100%. to suffering. You're addicted to Depression, being fear. the lack of the person that you're capable of being. People yeah. don't understand, like, it is an addiction to live in chaos and destroy 100%. your life. Yeah, to be in a negative energy can be addiction. Like, you're looking to find that same energy because that's what you're familiar with. That's yeah. what your mind knows, 100%. And that's your safe space. And the yeah. hard part about that, especially if you're introverted, you turn inward mm-hmm. and then it gets worse and worse yep. and worse. And next thing you're laying in the bathtub wondering if you even want to ever get out. And I mean, I've been there and I can speak to that firsthand. And the that that addictive property of that suffering is because the other side is so much more scary. Mm -hmm. What if D did love themselves? What if you did show up? What if you did tap in your potential? Right. And for some people like me, it was like, what if I lost weight? Mm-hmm. What if I got out of debt? What if I stopped cheating on my girlfriend? What if I stopped smoking sick? What if I could be literally the polar opposite of all the things I said that I that everyone said I was supposed to be? Right. But you you used a, a word that I don't think people really understand until like the game is on the line. And you're like, I had to make a decision. But you didn't wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You went and you got that book. How did that moment transform you? Yeah. So, I mean, after I felt that warm embrace, um, it gave me enough strength to like get that thought into my head. And so that was the first thing that was available to me. And it was in on my nightstand. I had tossed it aside because I was like, this isn't irrelevant to me with my ego, self speaking. And I just wanted to stay in the negative spiral. Um, so I picked myself up. Um, and I remember I didn't even, I, I, I couldn't even put clothing on. Like I was just so like, when you're in a place of complete shattered brokenness, you just don't even care. And I crawled over to um, the desk and pulled it off and I laid on the carpet floor there and I opened it up and I just started reading. And that was it. Like I just needed to start reading. And that thought of the book could have came to my mind and I could have sat there and continued to like rock myself and wallow and feel the the emotions that I was feeling. But I took an action because I, was, I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance to respond. Like, I get to respond to this that's speaking to me. Mm. There was only one thing that was speaking to me at that time that was a sliver of light. And so that was it. And I, I took that sliver of light and I crawled over to it and then I just I got into it. Like, you know, have you ever been in like a flow of things like yeah. where it just starts coming and you're just like, whoa. And it took that like 
that breaking point for it to wake me up and to get me into the flow state of a different life. And I had to continue to work at it. I think that's my mission as well is your mental and emotional health is just as much of a workout as your physical. Yes. And if you're not treating it like that, then you obviously need to reevaluate because that's where you're feeling the hurt and pain. And you're like, I can't figure out what to do. Physically, you have to continue to work out for the rest of your life to stay healthy, fit, and in shape so that you can feel good. Mentally and emotionally, you have to have those same exercises, those same workouts, whether it's meditation, journaling, a walk in nature, whatever it is. You have to do those same workouts each day so that you can continue to be mentally and emotionally strong, especially in today's world. And I think so many people don't understand the concept of that yet. Um, mm. And it's like, also, what is the thing that you're going to do? For me, it started with books and then it expanded to conferences and then it expanded to connecting with other people. And then the more people I started connecting with, the more people I had to reach out to and friends to lean on and insight to come and, and give to me. And then I, then I started learning my own discernment. What resonates with me? What do I need to take in at this time? And then what might be for me at a later time? Or, or I don't maybe resonate with that, but I can I could see people and I could understand people so much better than I ever had before. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that brokenness. Yeah. And and in that, you find out who you are. Yeah. Right. And I don't, like, we, we are really good at wearing masks and putting on facades, but here's what's really fascinating about this whole journey is that our outside often represents our inside. And, and you showed me this photo of you and we'll determine whether or not you want to go down this path. Yeah. <laughs> you showed me this photo of you and I remember looking at it and being like, I resonate with that so tremendously well because I then showed you this photo of me. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am at this hurt, lost, stuck, broken, dismantled, hating the universe place in life. 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And I realized like there's something about the physical that must be taken into account along with the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And I, I, one of the things that I kind of dislike about when I share that part of my background mm -hmm. is I will literally have people be like, you're body shaming. Yeah. And I'll show this picture of myself. And I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, buddy. Right. What was the physical journey for you? Yeah, so the physical started after the internal results started. So internally, I started reading and I started believing like, oh, I got to make a different change. But I actually had a pivotal moment in the physical terms, too. Um, and I don't think it was till that actual pivotal moment that I recognized the physical aspects. Like I just was like, oh, I'm existing and I'm fine. Like I feel OK, healthy, but like I'm mentally, emotionally not OK. But I was driving down the road and um, I started just feeling my whole body, like the heaviness of it, the grogginess of it. And I felt it just like moving and jiggling in ways that I didn't like. I was like, this is uncomfortable. Like, I don't feel comfortable. The seatbelt's cutting into me and I'm just feeling the weight of everything. Um, and I felt like, I don't know what it was. It was like shaking me awake in that moment. And I was like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like it hit. I was like, I can't feel this way anymore. This is hurting me. It's hurting me. The pain of this is worse than whatever pain I'm going to face trying to outread it. So um, I was like, that's it. It was another one of those moments where I was like, I now have the ability to respond to this. How am I going to respond? Like, this is waking me up. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. How am I going to respond? And so it was one action step, too. I decided in that moment that I had four kids under the age of two that I was taking care of at that time, one of my own. And I had my brother's twins and a two-year-old. Um, and I decided in that moment, I had always made excuses for why I couldn't physically work out. 
I decided in that moment that I was going to take them to a gym daycare. I was going to find a way because there's always a way. And I was going to stop letting the fear of they're going to get sick or they're not going to be taken care of get in the way when I'm in the gym with them if I go um, and take them, book the daycare time. So I, I booked it. That was the first thing I did was book the daycare time. And then I got myself to the gym and oh my gosh, I was like, I don't want to be here. This mm-hmm. is not my place. I'm uncomfortable. Like everybody's looking at me. This is, I feel uncomfortable. Um, I'm not like, this isn't, I, I didn't feel at home. Like, cause I didn't feel fit. So I didn't feel at home. Um, but it was, there was a cardio cinema and I was like, oh, perfect. A dark room where I can watch a movie. Like I'll go hide in there. So that was my first step, but that was my also an action step I took. I responded by just getting to the gym, and then it was like then there was another decision. Once I was at the gym, it was like, okay, now what am I going to do? Because I don't know what to do. Then it was getting into the cardio cinema. That was my next action step. Once they got in there, I got on the bike and I just started riding for forty five minutes until the time was up. And I was like, that wasn't too bad. We'll try that again tomorrow. And so I made a decision the next day to do the same thing. And that started compounding. And then after about two months of that, I had lost um, about 18 pounds, 15 to 18 pounds, somewhere around there. Um, And I got like to a better, I was like seeing results. And it was just from just moving, just moving my body because my body needed to move. Um, And then after that, I decided to go out and hit the weights because I was seeing the people out on the weights. And I'm like, man, they look so strong and they look, they feel good and they're confident. And, uh, And I realized, then I started researching that muscle burns more energy than fat. So I was like, ooh, I got to put on some muscle and then it will start utilizing more of my fat stores because they kind of had plateaued from the cardio. And so then I started going out there and I would just sit back. I'm very observant. And I think as part of my hearing impairment, I would sit back and I'd watch like, okay, this is what they're doing. What are they doing that for? Cool. I think I can try that too. And I started observing and watching all these different exercises. And then when I, even after I was started getting more interested in it, I'd go home and start YouTubing and looking on IG for different exercises. I started implementing all those different things and trying that out. And then I started losing a lot of weight. And it, but it took that one decision moment and it took that one moment for me to respond to my intuition, to my pain, to my uncomfortableness to say, hey, it's time for a change. And like now too, knowing that I've been and experienced that kind of pain, it's built my character. I never want to go back there. Mm-hmm. Like I made a commitment to myself to stay healthy and fit and well for life mentally now and emotionally, but on top of that physically. So I'm like, if I can encompass all of that, um, that's my goal. Like yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I resonate with that a lot. And I, I think one of the really difficult parts about it is it is that first step. I I started my health journey literally at 350 pounds, like being morbidly obese, size 4XL shirt, 42 pants. Uncomfortable. Like I just, I could not stand being in my own body. I ordered a set of yoga DVDs and that's where I started in my living room in like 2007. And just, I was so terrified of it. I never told anybody, but it was like, there was a constant evolution. And I, I think you have to start where you are. And that's the place where people don't take the first step because it's like you don't actually have to go to the gym. You don't no. have to go to the CrossFit studio. No. You don't have to go like you can start this in your living room. Yep. It's incredible what happens when you like move your body physically. But what I discovered in that was it wasn't this thing about fitness that was driving me to continue to now have the same thought process as you. Like I refuse. I will never go back to that. I do not give a shit. It will not happen. Right. It was this is actually a self-love. Yeah. Yeah. When when you think about that that word that that concept, like what role has loving yourself played in your life? Yeah. Um, 
I, I kind of like, I actually did a little video on this recently. I'm like, discipline is the ultimate form of self-love. And the reason I say that is because discipline shows, hey, I care enough about myself to make this happen. So I'm disciplined to make it happen. Um, and, and having that self-love role of like, it, it's a hard, it's a fine line. It's like, hey, I got to push myself and I don't want to self-sabotage because you don't want to, you don't want to end up saying you're not. And I get, and then you get to the point where you don't do anything at all. Cause like you can do that. Like self-love is not like beating yourself up to like the point where you're like, okay, you're going to do it. Self-love is like a happy balance in between like finding your, um, finding your way that you best show up for you because everyone's different. And then also having a little bit of discipline. And we actually read this um, scripture lately about um, being in the flesh, like, and the flesh is the, is our body and it wants certain things um, that are just natural wants and desires, but our soul is totally different. And so it's like, and our soul is asking, what, what do we want? And the soul is self-love and the flesh is like, okay, how do I find the self-control and the discipline to make it happen? So um, I don't know if that really makes any sense to you guys, but it resonated with me. It was one of those aha moments. It's like, oh, this is our flesh, but our soul and our spirit are different. And our soul and our spirit want love and respect and mm-hmm. want to push it. But we also have to have a level of self-control and discipline so that we can have that good um, in between to make it successful. Yeah. And you have to be willing to find the path. Yeah. Because so many people, and you did it too. I've done it too. I will find every excuse. Right. Show me all the, ex- I don't want the kids to get sick. Yeah. What, what are you talking about I right know. now? It's totally what irrelevant are you doing? to my health. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I think a hard part is people are terrified to put themselves first. Yeah. And I think when you step into the healing journey, you, ha- you must yeah. put yourself first. You have 100%. to take care of yourself first because if you don't, the thing that will happen is nothing will change. Right. And then you'll be standing here looking at your life, wondering why is it the same? Right. And without the acknowledgement of truth, not the truth that you wish was reality, yeah. but the truth of your actual reality until you're willing to stand in that, nothing will be different. Nothing. Yeah. And you'll continue to be this person who is a shell of your potential. Yeah. And so I, I congratulate you for stepping into your potential and for who it is that you've become. You. Before I ask you my last question, and I know we could go. I want to say one thing Please. on... Um, when you mentioned you had got the yoga DVDs and that was like, well, your first step. So many people take that first step, but they don't take the follow up step. It's like, yeah, I'm prepared to change and they get the DVDs, but then the DVDs get here and they set them aside and they don't even touch them. So in those moments, like what what made you when they got here, what made you actually put it in and be like, hey, I'm ready to take this on? Um, first off, I'm interviewing you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just, I'm curious to no, know. No, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, the, the reality is I was so tired of my own that it was like, do this or die. Yeah. It, it was. It was so your pain. It was non-negotiable. The, the greatest, the greatest understanding of this journey for me, which is one of the things I teach my clients. I teach them in coaching. I write about it in the books on this podcast constantly is like, you have to hold yourself to a standard. Yeah. You have to become the person that you're capable of being. You owe it to yourself, your family, your community, your church, your, your life, the world. And, and you have the ability, the the matrix is my favorite movie of all time. Um, Neo also, AKA the one, uh, has the ability to change the world forever. We all have the ability to be the one, the one doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on a mic or, you know, standing on stages or building giant businesses. It's like, can you just love yourself? Yeah. Can you be the person in the generational trauma? Can you create the change? Can you? 
ultimately step into the person that you're capable of being by not negotiating with yourself. Yes. By not playing the game. The I've said this 10,000 times on the show, so maybe it'll stick this time for someone who might have heard it but not paid attention. The reality is I had to ask myself the hardest question any human can ask themselves. What are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Right. My answer was no excuses, just results. Yeah. And I meant it. And for 13 years, I've walked that path. I love that. And that's the only way it changes. I love that. My friend, we're going to have to go deeper on this for sure. I'll have you back. Yes. Um, But- Before I ask you my last question, please tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about you. Yeah. So um, I'm not huge on social media just because I like to live in the presence, but I'm realizing that my social media is my reach. So they can find me at dfit underscore life um, on Instagram. And I also host um, women's events and that is she leads underscore um, as well. So both of those platforms are where I'm at right now. And um, that's where I like to be contacted. So <laughs> Amazing. that would be the best one. And we'll put the links in the show notes. Guys, go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. Look up this episode with D. There'll be this and more in the show notes. My last question for you, my friend. What does it mean to you to be unbroken? It means to persevere and to push through, even in your darkest moments. Um, it means to stand up and to listen to your heart's calling and to take action and to respond to your life. Don't let your life take you. You respond to it. Mm, Beautifully said. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And remember, every time you share this content with someone, You're helping us go a step further to ending generational trauma, transforming trauma to triumph, breakdowns to breakthroughs, and helping people become the hero of their own story. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.